What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. My name is Scott, coming at you live from the Last American Vagabond Studios here in historic Franklin, Tennessee. I am very, very excited for this episode, you guys. This is uh, something I've been looking forward to for a long time, and then here we are. So before we get into it, just real, real quick, I want to tell you guys how you can come follow and support the show. If you're new to the show, um, the website is rebunked.news. Um, I encourage you to go, and when you first land on the page, there'll be a little email sign up. So sign up for the mailing list so you get uh, notifications about live streams or anything going on. Um, you'll see all the video platforms we're on Rockfin and rumble is where I generally live stream to. And then, uh, uh with the help of content safe, contentsafe.co, I get, uh, you know, he puts, helps me get those videos out to these other platforms, BitShoot, odyssey and band video. Uh, let's see, make sure you also take a moment and subscribe on your podcast players. So you can listen on the go. Um, and also five-star reviews and, uh, any, any reviews helps drive the algorithm helps get the show in front of more people. Uh, the premium content is over on Subscribestar, so subscribestar.com forward slash rebunked. Great way to support the show, just for like five bucks a month. You get access to premium content and uh, just a great way to support the show. Um, probably the best way to stay up to date with the show is on Telegram. T.me forward slash rebunk pod is a Telegram channel. I'm always dropping articles. I'm in there chatting with everybody. So, you know, if you want to stay up to date with the show, T.me forward slash rebunk pod. I'm on the other, these other platforms, but you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> I, I, I don't even really to take too much time on these other platforms. Then, of course, value for value donations at the bottom of the page. Uh, if you get any value out of the show, you can return. I got an awesome uh, donation from Karen. Shout out to Karen. Thank you so much for that awesome donation. You are the executive producer of this show. So uh, thank you so much. And then last but not least, at the very top of the show, we have rebunk.news uh, forward slash shirts, the t-shirt shop. Uh, we've got the, let's see, we've got the build, two different styles of shirt that just says build because we're all about building around here. Compliance is violence. Can't depopulate an idea. We are many. There are few and a few other designs. So go check it out at rebunk.news forward slash shirts. Brought to you by Big Frog T-shirts in Beaverton, Oregon, who are listeners of the show. And uh, there's, you know, so if you want to support this show and a liberty-minded T-shirt shop, check out rebunk.news forward slash shirts. Uh, and then, of course, finally, uh, also brought to you by truthtrs.com, which is a heavy metal detox spray that helps eliminate all of the heavy metals that have accumulated in your body. It's a great product, truthtrs.com, to learn more about that. All right, guys, without any further ado, I want to bring in my guest today, who is the uh, host of Crow Triple Seven Radio. Crow, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. Thanks so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. Um, I've been following your work for a very long time, and uh, you know, I'm just so grateful to have you here. So, I guess let's start off if we can. So, anybody that may not be familiar with your work, can you just give us a little bit of background and tell us about your show? Well, I launched a podcast and I must have been the end of 2015, which was a follow on from all the telescope work I did for about five years, day and night. That's where most people heard of me first. And the podcast has been a huge success and there's pretty much no topic we haven't tackled. Awesome. And uh, you guys, if you want to uh, check out his show, you go to crow777radio.com. Crow777radio.com. And then, uh, of course, your movie shoot the moon tell us a little bit about that too oh shoot the moon so my co-host jason lingren kept bugging me to make a movie and i didn't want to do it and finally he said look you're still alive you should put on the record what you think is correct about all the footage you shot and i realized he was right so we did it so it's a full two-hour feature film 
If you're a subscriber at crow777radio.com, you get it for free. Um, we put it out, and I didn't think the world was ready for it. I mean, I basically blatantly say NASA is lying to everybody. And lo and behold, a few months later, we started getting laurels from film festivals. I think Jason has won 10 laurels. Last one from Mumbai, India, I think. Wow. Um, so it's won tons and tons of awards at this point. That's awesome. That's awesome, you guys. It's a great film. <clears throat> You'll learn a lot and see some really spooky stuff that maybe it's going to help you. It's going to help you start down the road of questioning things if you're not already down that road already. So right on. So uh, today, you know, I brought you on just a topic that I find to be really interesting. You know what I mean? Just, just like, what is this reality? What is this consciousness that we're experiencing? There's so many questions and 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 who knows what we're actually experiencing. But I feel like your insight, your perspective, the level of research that you've done, um, I feel like you can contribute a lot to this overall conversation and maybe help me and listeners understand a little bit more. And uh, so I want to start off with maybe, maybe at the ground floor of this discussion. So when, when we're talking about these sort of things, we have uh, what we call axioms, right? Just things that appear to be self-evident. Um, but I want to get your, your take on that in and of itself. And so and when it comes to consciousness, we have like, you know, the primacy of existence, which describes like, you know, reality exists existence exists independent of there being a conscious observer right the primacy of consciousness is kind of the other corollary there that talks about how you know our reality only exists because we have a consciousness to perceive it those sorts of things so these are like the ground floor axioms that that kind of launch off this discussion in general but i was curious do you take that at face value like these things that they say are self-evident so if this being the ground floor is there like a basement we can go to to get underneath these basic axioms what are your thoughts on that Part of the problem with where we are now is people just accepted what they were told and we accepted the idea that memorization was learning. Memorization is not learning. And so we accepted a lot of things we shouldn't have accepted. And with that in mind, uh, we've been misled as well. So the idea of whether this place exists without consciousness, I don't think answering that question really matters without the consciousness, then who cares? right? There's no consciousness there to observe it, then it makes no difference to us. It's the idea. It's a similar idea to people getting caught up in the matrix idea and saying we live in a simulation. Well, if that's true, the only way you could ever know it is to interrupt the simulation. And until that is done, it just doesn't matter. This is what it is. But if you want to get to the crux of where we are, you have to use firsthand observation you have to use the only measuring stick I know, whether there is no lie, that's the natural world, the creation that the creator gave us, and make that your measuring stick. One of the basic problems with what we face here is this place is an illusion. It is fleeting. It is ever-changing. The only thing that I am aware of that breaks that rule is gold. Gold does not oxidize. It does not rust. It's the only thing here. So if that is true, then how can we call any other thing real. In other words, if a thing is not permanent, how can you call it real? In other words, I say it all the time, a rock and a cloud are no different. It's just that the cloud's going to disappear much more quickly than the rock, but the rock's on its way too. So this transient nature of constant change is what we are acting like is real. And I don't know, how would you describe it? We take it the wrong way. If I jump off a cliff, I'm going to get hurt. That's real. But the point is, is the cliff is temporary and so is everything else that goes with it. And therefore, it cannot be claimed to have permanence. And so it's illusory. 
So we live in an illusory realm and much of what drives the illusion is our senses. And this is the reason why things like gold mattered in the older alchemical ideas. It was, it wasn't value. It, it was partially value, but the, the main idea here is look, how does this substance exist here? It doesn't change. It's the only thing here that doesn't change. And by the way, all these other metals, when they get to the top of their game, because they're changing all the time, they will be gold. These kinds of ideas. And that became the standard, and I'll make the pun, the gold standard for what human consciousness could be. Um, we could, as, as the metals are morphing to gold, transmuting to gold, we can do that with ourselves. We are told. It is claimed. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And it's just like, you know, our consciousness is so much more than our sense perceptions, you know, like it's so much deeper than that, you know, and 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 I feel like so much of our, you know, the, the powers that be right, they want to keep us trapped in the five senses as much as they possibly can to keep us from, uh, you know, elevating to whatever our consciousness is capable of achieving, you know, and then so much of our physical surrounding world, like literally from the spraying in the sky to like the food, like everything is designed to keep us trapped in that, in, in our five senses and not, not ascending. Right. Yeah. But I mean, let's be fair. This brings up the stupid monkey argument, right? Um, the people doing this are saying, well, look at those stupid monkeys. We showed them, we tried to tell them, which is not all the way honest, but it's there. Um, so if that's true, then how do you and I defend the stupid monkeys of which you and I belong, right? We're in the general public. So that's when they're, when they're making the stupid monkey argument, they're talking about you and me and our families and the people we love. The problem becomes is that we made decisions. We made choices that we shouldn't have made. Um, you know, think of back in the early 1900s when a child was born, that name was written in a Bible. And that was the proof that a life had come into our world. And if anyone ever needed proof, the family showed them the Bible. Well, around 1913, the Census Bureau shows up and here comes the slow slip that we always fall for every time. Pretty soon there is no name in the Bible. Pretty soon it's a government organization. Pretty soon there's all these other things you've got to do. Pretty soon there's a straw man. Pretty soon we come off the gold standard and it's just a slow slip to where we are now. But what we're facing now is serious and the damage has been done. Certainly there are going to be a lot fewer people at some point. It will be desperately obvious, I imagine, but it's not over. We could change this whole thing tomorrow by simply stop agreeing to things and, and recognize a few things like human beings are special. The creator granted us the divine spark, free will. That's huge. And he made us beneficiaries of this creation. What's going on now is that where we have been made a beneficiary is being taken away by our own actions. And now we're going to be subject to all these things that they can't even do to a living man or a living woman. So they've invented a straw man to do it to. And then they convince you that that's you and you accept responsibility for a piece of paper with your name on it. And the reason that works is because one, we don't know enough or we should know more than we do. And secondarily, because they can't do it directly to one of God's creations. And that's me and you and everyone we know. So we're at a point, people are waking up quickly. Uh, they're starting to question everything, but there's been a lot of damage done here. Um, we're not coming out of the other side of this, whatever happens unscathed. A lot of people are gonna be missing. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, I, I've been saying this a lot, too, is that like we're, we're, you know, the evil and the darkness has really exposed itself. It's come out in the open 
you know, it's very apparent and observable. Like we can see it, it's like, oh, wow. And it's like to a degree that's never been there before. Like it's always been there. But right now I feel like it's exposing itself almost out of desperation. But what you're describing is something that I have literally witnessed and been a part of over these last couple of years, especially is just this huge collective rising of 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 consciousness and, and people awakening to the realities that were hidden before, you know. And so I feel like there's this in just really powerful uh, confluence of both the evil increasing at such an exponential rate, but also the light is coming at an exponential rate. And I feel like we're we ha almost have to it's very biblical, like we have to go through this dark time. To be delivered into, you know, this 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 level of human prosperity that's just waiting right around the corner, right? We just have to I, endure. I, I agree with you, um, but you know, there is a chance that the darkness could settle in for a couple, two, three hundred years. That is a possibility. Um, I choose not to accept that with what I see right now. Uh, what I see right now is a lot of people who made a lot of bad decisions are probably going to pay all the way. Um, that's what it appears. Now, the main thing here is that. This has all been done with sleight of hand and by the dumbing down of education and by the dumbing down the nutrition in our food and by putting stuff in our water and spraying stuff in our air. So this has been totally synthetically put on top of us. Our medical care really isn't medical care anymore. For the most of us, it's just someone's pushing drugs or they're cutting you. Uh, the idea of curing people isn't really part of our medicine right now. But here we are. There's a lot of us waking up. And the truth is, is we have to comprehend who we are first. Are you a living man? Are you a living woman? And if you accept that that is correct, what does it mean? What did a creator put you here? Did you come from a monkey? Because that's what school wants you to think. You came from some little piece of slime a billion zillion years ago and eventually became a monkey. And now you're a human being and you lost your tail somehow. What's the truth? Well, nobody needs to tell us the truth. We're human beings. We're special. We can get that intuition up to a level where things become acceptable or not acceptable. They may not answer out all the way, but if a thing isn't acceptable, you just walk away from it. When you begin to realize who you actually are, that's where the change begins. And you will begin to respect yourself at a higher level than you have in the past. And when people try to do disrespectful things to you, that will become repugnant. And you will say no. For my part, I wore a mask all of five minutes during the lockdown um, because I had to get dental work. And after I did it, I felt bad about myself because I said I needed this dental work. And I put it on, walked in, walked outside, took off my mask, waited to be called in, put on the mask, walked up to the chair. And then magically, you don't have to have a mask on anymore because <laughs> they're going to be elbows deep in your mouth. Um, but when I look back on that, I felt bad about it. I did the wrong thing. Um, the problem was, is I had to get the dental work. So this is the conundrum people have been pushed up against and it gets worse. I have a family to feed. I have a mortgage. People are threatening my job. But the truth is the people who stood, held their position and did it properly. I have not heard of any who have lost. Matter of fact, I'm seeing some of the biggest settlements. We, we interviewed a couple out of London that got one of the biggest wrongful termination settlements in, in all time. So what it came down to was this perception that Goliath is in front of you and you're David without a slingshot. The truth is, is you were the Goliath. They were the David and they didn't have the slingshot. If you held your position, you knew what you were doing. They didn't have a leg to stand on. And the reason, and it's not the same everywhere. Uh, I'm familiar with the United States. And mm -hmm. so the way I try to show it, 
is by asking, are we a nation of laws? We're supposed to be. Now show me the COVID law. Mandate's not a law. Show me the law. Show me the law that binds me to any of this. You can't do it. And so there becomes the evident problem that shows this is all sleight of hand and bullying. Show me where a governor has the authority to dictate to the people. He doesn't. Where a governor has authority to dictate is to his staff. Beyond his staff, it ends. Now show me where the president is a dictator in this country. Sorry, can't do it. Same game. He can tell his staff what to do, but not the American people. And this has been done. Like back in, I think it was the 30s when they said, guess what? You guys can't hold on to gold anymore. Everyone hand in your gold. That was illegal. And it was shown to be illegal many decades later. But, you know, here's the stupid monkey routine again. How can these things have happened and we still are falling for the mandate? What the hell is a mandate? Is that a human being standing there with a piece of fruit? What is a mandate? It's not a law. And I'm bound by laws. I can be compelled by laws. That's it. And so, you know, look, look at where we are now. Now we've got people who figured that out and we got people who are probably in dire straits. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and when you, your description of it being sleight of hand is so on point too. Like I just interviewed a Oli Demigard and he characterized that same notion, but he described it as like Mike Tyson, right? The, the, the propaganda and the messaging coming down. It's like, you're just getting hit like Mike Tyson over and over. Boom, 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 boom. And it feels like you're just getting wrecked by all this stuff but in reality mike tyson doesn't even exist it's just an illusion it's just an illusion like there was no and and i okay so i just moved to tennessee from oregon i've been in oregon for the last two years i just moved here two months ago and so i was in eugene you know that's i was in i was in neck deep in in all of the propaganda and all of the craziness you know what i mean and and i was caught up in that you know when the, when the mandates came down in oregon for all healthcare workers i was working as a drug and alcohol counselor like they came for my job and i ended up losing my job over it you know what i mean but at the end of the day, I never had to take the injection because it was not, you know, it's, there was no one holding you down and forcing it. Like it was still, I still had free will in it. I still was able to choose and I so, made the hard choice. But so let, let me ask you, yeah, are you in a better spot now than you were then? <laughs> yes, that's what so I that's did. what everybody yes. says. You know why? Yes. Because you recognize that the creator had given you certain things that make you special as a human being that no other thing we know of has. And I've seen it over and over. People scared to death. I'm, I've got a mortgage. I've got children. I can't lose this job. But every one of them who held their ground, a window opened up that opened up onto a vista that is much better, almost to a person. There's very few exceptions. And these things are telling. But again, it's it's hard to describe that to another. You know it now. Mm -hmm. I know it now, but trying to show it to someone else who doesn't know it, it becomes very difficult. Yeah. And I, and I try to communicate that as much as I can. Like you guys, like just standing in your truth is so invigorating, not just your truth, but, but a truth that you know, to be true, you know, something that's, uh, beyond, beyond what you're able to like, you know, explain even in a lot of ways, you know, and that's, that's, that's what it is. It's like when you stand principled in what you believe in, like you will be rewarded. And it's just, I don't know what that force is, but it's, it's absolutely true. And I, you, I you got to walk the, that there, there's a difference here between the old cliche talking. The talk doesn't do it. Now you've got to walk the walk. You know, I tell this story. I took care of my mom for seven years as she died hmm. of Alzheimer's disease. There came a point when she fell and she had to take an ambulance ride in. So I had to go in and this is in the middle of Covidius minimus. And I, I had already done what I told you at, at the dentist. And I looked back with disgust at myself that I'd done that, put on, covered my spirit. 
My breath is my spirit. I covered that for five minutes to get dental work and I had a hard time living with myself. I went to the hospital and I just, I was single-minded. It was so strange. And when I walked in, everybody, they had the whole hospital locked. I had to go in through the ER and everyone in there was masked and it was full to the brim. And I looked through the doors into the ER and there was a security guy. So I banged on it and I said, hey man, my 90 year old mother just came in by ambulance and he goes, oh, I, I saw it happen here. I'll take you to her. So I'm walking down the hall and it hasn't dawned on me yet that I'm the only person in the hospital without a mask. And all of a sudden I look up and then here comes this doctor in a freaking hazmat suit. I mean, it's beyond ridiculous what this man is wearing. And I just locked eyes with him. I knew he was going to say something, but I knew uh, I'm not doing this. And he didn't say anything. I was in there for an hour, maybe a little more. I was in the nursing station. I walked into the room where my mother was. She had a mask on. And as I was taking it off, the doctor walked in and I looked at him. I said, at no time. Will you block my mother's spirit with a mask while she's in mm. here? And I saw it flash across his face. He didn't. Well, a couple of days later, I started to review in my mind what had just happened. And I began to realize the truth of it all. And that is the power of walking the walk. It's not a contestable thing. It's almost like a bubble forms around you. But that's not really a very good description. No, it makes total sense. I completely, I completely understand what you're saying. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, um, here's the big question though. So like, you know, still, there's always going to be a mystery around what the nature of consciousness is, but as we're, what we're seeing in the world today, what we know we're steamrolling directly into is a world where they're trying to create con like man is trying to create consciousness in a lab. Right. Good and point. I think that that whole, supposition is false like the it is false it's, it's, it's demonstrable yes yeah, yeah. You, can, you can prove that that is false um here's the deal <clears throat> the reason that they make up a straw man is because they will violate your universal rights if they do it directly to you so they have to fool you into agreeing to be abused in some way What's going on with what you just said is the demonstration of the truth of what's gone on here. They cannot be gods of this place. Mm -hmm. They can't make a fish from scratch. They can't make a tree from scratch. Can't be done. So what they're doing is they're overlaying this Fugazi reality called technology of which they can be gods. Those goods and services they can, can and are showing now they can rule with an iron fist. The cost will go much beyond money. They'll steal your damn soul if you agree to it. Um, if you like the air conditioning enough or that car is cool enough, if you see where I'm going. Yeah. So what's going on here is the synthetic overlay is a pair, a pale comparison of the reality. I, cl I closed the movie Shoot the Moon with the very idea that we are talking about here. And I point and I'm, I'm at the beach near my house filming, showing the amazing creation that cannot be duplicated. It can't be knocked off. And these people cannot be gods of that. So they're basically making a Fugazi synthetic world of which they think they can be gods and create consciousness. No, you can't make a fish either. You can't make consciousness. You can make some algorithms that you'll call artificial intelligence, but the word artificial gives you away. It's not intelligence at all. It's code. Somebody wrote that code. So th this idea that sentience is going to come from a machine is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, so they have like the, the hard problem and the easy problem. Are you familiar with those concepts? Yeah, yeah. So like the easy problem is really just basically that just like, you know, we have, we have senses that detect reality, you know, seeing, hearing, you know, these are, these are just 
that's easy. That's easy to explain. But the hard thing to explain is like, let's say we were to take like a 3D printer and take like a human brain and and use it, use a 3D printer to print that exact human brain down to the atom, right to the exact, like just the, the exact replica, right down to the exact atom. Like would that therefore then create consciousness? Because a lot of people think that like the the, the consciousness resides in the brain, right? Because that's where all of our senses go through our our our, our but but if we were to just create a human brain and maybe the whole nervous system, like using a 3D printer, would that create consciousness? I don't think so. But that's 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 but that's the hard problem. Is like where does it reside? You know what I mean? Like where can it possibly well, be? Yeah, yeah. See, the thing about the natural world is it's not just amazing beyond description. It got to be what it is currently and interacting with itself over seemingly probably millions and millions of years. In other words, when you see that fig tree that the Buddha supposedly sat under for enlightenment, and you know you cannot take a seed and make another fig tree without a gall wasp coming. So what came first here, the fig tree or the gall wasp? Because now this tree can't replicate without it, and the wasp can't. So what's going on here? And this is the conundrum. It's undescribable. But what you do know is that it exists. And another thing you know is you can't replicate it. So if we boil it down to simply, hey, hey guys, can you make an oak tree or a fish? Go ahead and make an oak tree or if you can't do it. And that in itself, even if they could, which they cannot, they don't have the millions and millions and millions of years of natural development bringing us where we are. In other words, even consider what consciousness is on this level. If I could go back in time a thousand years and witness human consciousness at that point, would it be human consciousness at this point? And we know the answer to that is no. As a matter of fact, we could even make the argument that since the 1800, our consciousness has been falling because of the full frontal onslaught. But some of us are breaking through to actually do the rise we should have been doing. The point is, is not only can they not build the system, replicate the system, they can't get the backstory that makes the system what it is in the first place. Age after age after eon after eon of now we don't even know what came first, the gall wasp or the fig tree. But we know that they're here and we know that they're married in reality. And that teaches us other things. And that's the idea that we are all connected in this place. The Buddha tried to describe it in this way. He was watching a farmer plow a field and the farmer plowed up a worm and a bird came down and grabbed the worm that the farmer had just plowed up. And the Buddha supposedly realized all at once, every one of us is connected in this world. If you take the idea that I just shared with you and you blow it out to the modern era, you will see that in fact, we are all connected. And that too demonstrates the power of the media because that's what it's playing on. It's playing on, I'm going to give the same message to everybody. We're all connected. There's going to be a common reaction here. It's probably even quantifiable. But as soon as you begin to realize that we're in fact all connected and you begin to realize that that person I really hate who I'd like to just see drop dead, you're missing the boat, my friend. That person has pain and a family and a mother just like you. And it doesn't matter how poorly you feel about him until you recognize what I just said you're missing the boat. Yeah, that's, that's so true. It's so true. And then in terms of like us being connected, you know, I always look at like these, these tech companies, for example, like, like Google is a great example of like how they can like basically observe the entire human race as like a single organism, right? They have the, the data and the biometrics on every single person using their devices, like around the world. And they can almost like pull back and look at the whole human species as if it were just 
one single organism. And then, and like this, in this region of the world, they're all searching this particular term or in this region of the world, all their heart, heart rates are going way up. You know what I mean? It's a very spooky thing, you know, <laughs> almost. Godlike, yeah. Well, th there's a few things. Um, one of the, I don't know if it's the first law of networking, but it's one of the first laws of networking proves digitally proves in other words mathematically proves that birds of a feather flock together mm -hmm. now think about the people who have control of all the data you know how quickly they can know what group you're in like yeah. two seconds yeah. the other thing is just search returns if they took monkeypox and they saw that it had fallen 30 percent in usage over the last week they would know they're doing something else if we're just supposing the 80 20 rule yeah. but the data that is given in real time see there's a problem with that too though Think of what data has become. First of all, it's endless. Mm -hmm. They're not even going to get totally through today, and there's more on the way tomorrow. The wisdom of the crowd, where everyone guesses how many gumballs is in a thing, that's the mm -hmm. most baby diaper-wearing level of data collection you can do, yet we know it works. And then the law of large numbers, which helped to build Vegas. These are such low-level methods of manipulating data to get an outcome. What they are doing now is they have an endless sample, which means that the prediction they make will probably be 98, 99% certain. But there's another edge most people don't think about. Think of a thing like Twitter. What do you get? 250 characters? You get part of a thought. So all their algorithming on Twitter is from partial thoughts. The sad part is, is that now we are morphing into a species where many of us can only have partial thoughts because we grew up in the internet age and there's a limit to all these things. You get a one minute video, you get 250 characters, all these subsectioning down of how wide and expansive human consciousness can be. So that's actually what they're working with. And don't get me wrong, it's powerful. Whenever they do a thing, I imagine they're 98% certain before they do it. And if they do it, they will instantly see from Facebook and everywhere else whether it's working. And if it starts falling apart in real time, they'll just switch the narrative. There will be a new Unabomber or there will mm -hmm. be, you know, hip, hippopotamus pox or whatever nonsense they want to make, make up next time to scare the world into submission. Yeah, absolutely. And so as our, you know, we're in this age now where like, yes, the human consciousness is growing and expanding and, and, and such large numbers, people are waking up and realizing that we're everything's a lie everything's a lie and so it's a beautiful thing to witness and be a part of you know but uh it is not to their advantage whether from a control perspective or from a you know a profit perspective for us to elevate so that's why they got to keep us dumbed down it's it's kind of like the, the the connection i see is it's kind of like with energy right they want to take us off fossil fuels right but well quote unquote fossil fuels right but they don't want to put us but they're telling you, oh, there's all this green energy over here that doesn't even work. So it's like you're trying to move from one to the other without providing any alternative, you know, when it, when there is like, you know, free energy devices that exist that could just unleash and unlock the complete human potential. Right. But they don't want us in, to have any access to that. And so they're trying to, like, steer us or keep us in this low level without allowing us to elevate because there's no profit or control in free energy. And there's no profit or control in the unbridled expansion of the human consciousness. You know? Well, it's it comes back to the stupid monkey defense. At what point will we demand our due? Or in mm. other words, well, what's the difference between a grown up and a baby, a kid? You know, a kid knows it's going to be monitored, expects adult to watch out and tell them to do the right things. And it is not free existence for a young life. Right. They are guided by example. An adult is supposed to be autonomous. 
making their own decisions. Now look at the reality of what we are. We're a bunch of grown up kids. Um, oh, I better pay the man. Oh, I'm getting pulled over. Oh, I better pay the ticket. Oh, I'm in court. Oh, all these things that have been implemented um, because of corporation is why they exist. But now we're starting to come around to it. And if you look at what they're doing with vehicles, it's a tell. This is going to be, they, they need to do something quick. The inoculation was part of that response. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a heavy toll, I'm sure. But the other thing is they need to control people from traveling. So all my life, I could go to Mexico or Canada. Now I need a passport. But when the electric car comes, it's going to be worse. My next door neighbor bought one because he wanted to save the earth. He can go 300 miles before he needs a charge. And it takes all night plus to recharge. So basically, he can go 150 miles away from his house if he wants to make it back. And then he has to charge for the better part of a day. Now, if you can spend 500 grand on a car... You can get a car that goes about 800 miles away from your home, but magically it charges in about 10 to 15 minutes. These are control mechanisms and people who forgot what this country was about was freedom. And the stamp of proven freedom was when you turned 16 and you got your car. If I wanted to, I could drive, which I did from California to Rhode Island, 3000 miles, open road, nothing stopping me. Well, when we go to electric, there is no more open road. You have a limit. The infrastructure isn't here. It's all just levels of control. Um, so basically, we'll get what we allow to happen. Yeah. And well, you know, I, I hope that we don't allow them to take much more, man. Like, that's why I was so opposed to the masks from day one, because it was just like, you guys, we have to hold our ground here, because if we give up this, then we're just going to be knocked back again and again. And sure enough, we saw it but, to where it's like, you know, quote unquote, mandatory injections. It's did insane. you give it up? I gave it up for five minutes and then I really commiserated on what I'd done and I never gave it up again. Did you give it up? Yeah. So in Oregon, I didn't do, I didn't wear it in stores. I didn't do any of that. I was working as a counselor. They required me to wear it in the building, but I got one of, I kind of like my way of getting around it. Like I had a little, one of those little plastic, like food serving face shields that stuck out about yeah. that far. Yeah. <sighs> that was how I was able to reconcile it, you know, but I, I stood fast on the, so I gave a little ground there, I have to admit, but I did stay and stand fast against the injection. So there, Well, there. the point is, is you didn't just bow. Yeah. And so it's, we, we know, we've, we have to know that we're all connected, but we have to know an even more important thing. I can make decisions and control myself. That's it. Yeah. I cannot control other people. If I'm married, I might have some level of control with my wife. If I have children, I will have some level of control, but I do not control wholeheartedly anyone but myself mm -hmm. and so that makes it much easier to do what we're doing because then you look at what am i contributing to the whole and then you've only got to worry about yourself and you can do the best you can to communicate but let's face it people are going to do what they're going to do until they're ready to do something else yeah exactly exactly okay so as we're pile driving towards this future that they're trying to paint for us right and and, and you know they're trying to Again, a big part of the agenda, like we already talked about a little bit, is like making humans feel uh, insignificant and just not special, right? And so, therefore, it can usher in an age of machines or or human machine merging in some degree, right? And I think ultimately, their, their ultimate move is to convince humanity that they have sentient AI, and then they can uh, divert all and deify it right? Create, make it like the all knowing, all powerful. And then we can turn over all of our thinking and progress over to that machine. It's kind of like the way I look at it. It's like the logical fallacy, the ad veracundium. 
appeal to authority. The ultimate form of appeal to authority would be to create a quote unquote sentient being. And then that could be the overlord that rules over humanity and makes choices in that are in the best interest of humanity, even though it may not appear so, right? It's like, oh, the machine knows. So just trust the machine. So the ultimate logical fallacy would be to create this, this AI and then and then turn over everything to that AI, right? And then, then they can control the AI from behind the strings and pulling the curtains because as we know, they can't create sentience. They can't create that, but all they have to do is give us the impression that they've created it, which I feel like they're good at doing. They're good at uh, exactly you know, shooting rockets to the moon and saying that we did that when in fact it's just like not even not exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so the big wondrous thing that human beings accomplished in 1969 <laughs> was they told everyone they went to the moon, and that's a lie. Yeah. No one's ever left our atmosphere, as far as I can tell. And so, this whole thing that stopped the world. Everyone stopped and wondered at a man putting his boots on the moon. It didn't happen. This AI thing, you want to put it into context, the freaking automated calculator. It's what it is. There is no sentience there. And in terms of can it get out of hand, it's already out of hand. I have it on good authority that the entirety of the Internet will be run by algorithms or what you might call AI by 2025. I've also heard they moved it up two years because Covidius Minimus went so well. So mm -hmm. they're claiming. Who knows what's true? But the point I would make is these claims are always there, like the atomic bomb. There is no atomic bomb mm -hmm. that exists as described. You are not special because dinosaurs lived here a million years. No, they didn't. Dinosaurs didn't live here. We can, we can demonstrate these things. This place is here for us. When you look up at the sun and the moon and the stars, it is here for us. This is our schoolhouse, our boot camp, our grow up time, whatever you want to call it. Without us, it, this is something else. And you you forget. You think those stars are 100 gazillion million miles away from you. No, they're not. And they used to know these things and they used to write it down. And I'll, I'll try to illustrate how critically important the idea of living men and women is way back in the day secret societies that claimed they were holding information because they had to because the vatican would kill them or the stupid monkeys weren't smart enough to know what they knew whatever their excuse was for supposedly holding the secret information said things like this a human being has free will and is the only known consciousness to ever get it and that's what makes us special as a matter of fact what we call angels archangels archai cherubim seraphim all down the line do not have free will. They immediately enact what the creator wants done. And here are human beings. It has been further said that the idea of what we call evil was then purposely introduced because we have free will. So every choice is going to get made eventually, good or bad. And if we overcome what we call evil, we will have done a thing as living men and women that has never been done in the history of all time elevating us above all these things we think are so powerful. That is one way of trying to describe the promise of what we are. Now, meanwhile, when you go to school, they're going to try to tell you that your great, 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 hundred great grandfather was a monkey. They're going to try to tell you that his hundred great grandfather was a piece of slime in a puddle somewhere. And then they're going to trot out Darwin, who was also a construct, who also was serving the dinosaur agenda was serving Darwinism. Um, these are all lies. As a matter of fact, I can tell you, Jason and I did a show on dinosaurs and showed you it was a knight who was knighted, 
who started the argument before there had ever been a single fossil of anything found. He'd already invented dinosaurs. So all I can say is we are special beyond imagination. We're at a low point now. We've taken a hell of a beating. A lot of us are going to pay for the bad decisions we've made. And there's traps like, remember Papa Bush going in? I think it was corn. They showed Papa Bush splicing DNA under a microscope in the 90s. Mm. Well, turns out that went to the court and they said to the court, we'd like to patent this living thing. I think it was mm. corn. I don't remember. And because we are a private corporation and we used a private product that we have patented to modify that. So now we'd like to make a claim on that thing we modified. Well, the whole world saw that. And then they were told that the inoculation was telling their RMNA, mRNA to update their DNA. Hey, do you see what's going on here? Yeah. So they are so desperate. They've got to turn to things like this where they're probably literally going to make claims on owning men and women. But the yeah. problem with that is, do we all forget slavery? Did we all forget all the supposed history we've heard? So this is not said and done. And by the way, I've never seen a source that I didn't admire that didn't say you don't die. When you go through the doors we call death, you're just on to what's next. Now, whether or not we re come back here, reincarnated people will have to choose their own ideas about that and research about that. But the main point I'm making is we're special and they know we're special and they're scared to death because we're special. Absolutely. And, and they cannot recreate the level of specialness that we have it cannot be done so folks like as you go forward in the next few years you know they're going to try they're going to try to show you all these magic tricks and all of these uh you know all of these amazing things that appear to be like the sophia like they're going to give them citizenship they're going to tell them that they're uh that they're they're real that they're fake that they're this that they're that you know what i mean but but really ultimately you know we are uh let's see crow dropped out hopefully he'll join oh there he is there he is let me pull him back in here Sorry, it blinked for a second there. Hey, no worries, no worries. Glad, glad you made it back. Like I was just saying, like you guys, I'm just, you know, anybody out there, you're going to see all the tricks. They're going to pull out all the stops. They're going to give these quote, like, supposedly sentient being citizenship. They're going to do all these magic tricks, convince you that now these robots are the thing that, uh, that, that deserve the same, uh, the same, the same level of regard and everything that we, we, we give to, you know, our family members or everything, but just don't fall for the tricks because it's going to be very convincing. It's going to pass all the Turing tests. It's going to pass all the things that's going to deceive you, but don't fall for it, folks. Don't fall for it. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's the big thing about consciousness there that I wanted to drive home, you know, and, and I'm glad we got, we, 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 we covered like a pretty much other things that I want to talk about there, but I do have a few questions that uh, some of the listeners uh, that submitted, and I was hoping to maybe cool. run some things by yeah. you. So no, I'm fine. awesome. Um, so first one, uh, let's see where were we at here. Okay. So, Crow, you've been doing a lot of episodes with Fortune to St. Germain. Um, what would you say if you could, and I hope everybody goes back and listens to those episodes. They're, they're some of the more recent episodes, but um, is there anything that you, you know, as this whole like allopathic model collapses and is being exposed as the fraud that it is, you know, is there anything that you could summarize here today to kind of, that you really want to get out to the world or to these listeners that, uh, that kind of summarizes what his message is? Um, I've never, I've met people who are at his level, I guess what most people would consider aristocracy. I have never met someone at his level that openly stands against what's going on here, openly calls out, openly says, you supported the inoculation. I will no longer have anything to do with you. 
I've never met anyone at that level that that he with the sperm lottery, he was born into that. But I've always known that homeopathy is the way I was going to go. But what I've seen since I've known him, I didn't even imagine. I didn't even imagine um, that curing and healing could come so quickly. And once it's done, it's done. And I wish I could give the examples, but I can't, which is why we did the Recoweg episode and why we're planning another Recoweg episode where we're planning on walking through, excuse me, R1 up to R80, whatever it is. We're going to try to go through each one. And these are foundational. And what Fortune does, he just made it better. And he cites the Recoweg brothers as the most amazing homeopaths in the modern era. As you know, one made the medicine, the other one wrote, and they didn't get along as brothers. But what they did in tandem mattered. And he's also in a position to tell me so many things where I would read a history or hearsay. He knows. He was either there or his grandparents were there, and he saw what happened. And he tells me. And what I can tell you is these high up people in the world that are probably involved in what's going on, certainly playing along, um, they have homeopaths, all of them. They may have an MD, but it's a little bit different than what we're seeing our medicine called. And at any time, we could demand to go back to homeopathy. As a matter of fact, up to about the 1930s, he, show, he showed me, he sends me things all the time. There was two major universities of homeopathy and two major hospitals that he's pinpointed for me. And that started to go away very quickly. And these men were so learned that not only when they got their degree, it was not just an MD, it was a homeopathy MD. It was dual. So they knew both sides of the coin. But the thing about a homeopath is his goal is to cure you, not get you addicted to a drug, not to treat symptoms, not to cut you open. His goal is to cure you. And what I learned is once you're cured, you're freaking cured. And by the way, some of these remedies, they can sit around for 10 years and they're still just as good as the day that they were made. It's it's all been quite eye opening to me to see firsthand what is possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so much more than just the symptom surface level management, you know, the pills or the scalpel that we get from allopathic medicine is so much. And but also at the same time, it takes a little bit more, you know effort on our parts to maintain our, our health. You know what I mean? So it take it put like allopathic medicine takes all the responsibility off of us. It just says, here's a pill. We'll, we'll cut you over here and you'll be fine. Homeopathy is like the, to me, you know, it means like, you know, I have to now be responsible for my own health and there's a lot of empowerment and freedom in that. So, you know, but well, a lot it, it broaches the stupid monkey argument. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So I tried to tell those stupid monkeys that you shouldn't eat boxed food and sugar is bad for you. But look at these stupid monkeys. They go to the supermarket twice a week. And if you walk down the aisles and read the ingredients, you would find out that 90% of that stuff is not food. Yeah. So this is what's coming from. The, this is what I'm talking about. We have to get to a point. And one of the big things right now is no matter where you live, grow a garden. If you live in an apartment, I lived in an apartment and I had pots out on my little doorstep and I grew things, peppers and other things that I wanted. Start growing food so you can remember what real food actually is. Totally, totally. Right on. Well, Sharon from the Over Sharon Show wanted to know um, if you are familiar with the channel material, The Law of One or another one called A Course in Miracles. 
I'm not, I don't watch news and I don't really say, put it this way. If Jason or somebody doesn't email me, I don't know what's happened in the world. <laughs> that's good. Hey man, that's a great way to be. So I do have a follow-up question regarding that. I'll get to that in a minute, but I was just kind of on my, based off of that question, I was kind of curious what your thoughts are in general about channeled material about like, like works that are, you know, supposedly people receive a download and then transcribe it. You know, what are your thoughts on, on that? This is a, this is a razor's edge here. This yeah. idea that we're expressing. There are people in this world like Casey is well-documented matter of fact, fortune talked about Casey and some others. They're the real deal. Um, I'm aware because of people like that and people that I've met recently that in the real world of knowing there is a post-Atlantean period, which is what we're in. Atlantis was real. What happened there was real. And we don't get that. It's like this conspiracy ancient aliens thing. Point is, is yes, there are people that can channel, but the problem with online is we fall for a lot of charlatans and nonsense. Yeah. And so you have to get to that point where your intuition either hears the bell ring or hears the cracked bell ring. No one can tell you for sure until you learn how to tell yourself. And while I hear the cracked bell all the time, I don't necessarily know why it's not right, but I know it's not right. And so I walk away. I don't need to know. I know the bell was cracked. It's the ring of truth lacking. And so if it's too good to be true, guess what? Um, telling you 90% of the time, that's exactly right. It's too good to be true. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, here's a, here's a little bit more general question here, but, uh, what, what, how do you go about finding the nature of reality? Okay. Well, how do you discern what is real and what isn't? If you could summarize that human beings learn by example. And the problem we have in the modern world is we don't have examples that aren't lying to us. So what I did is I began to realize that I'm surrounded by lies, that all the authority in this world is lying, that the school I went through was lying, whether they knew it or not. And I, I needed desperately a measuring stick that I could trust. And I found it. It's called the creation. If you go out into the world and you learn something from a bird or a tree, that is gospel. You will never have to question whether it's true. This is also the lesson about technology. There used to be a time when what nature allows would not be exceeded. Science was called alchemy at that point. Right now we have chemistry, which stands on the shoulders of alchemy, and it'll make the most noxious, destructive things that it can get away with, with no regard for nature. Mm. So the answer to everything you just asked is nature, the creation, the only place I'm aware of where there is no lie. That is so powerful, you know, and, and that's so true. And, and, and what we're, what we're witnessing is just an affront against nature, you know, and, and therefore that's why it gives me a lot of hope that, that it won't last. It's a house of cards. Like you cannot attack and, and, uh, be this much in opposition to nature and have any hope of surviving, like all of the lies and all of the deceit and everything. It is so against fundamental, the fundamental truth of nature that it cannot withstand. You know, they're going to pull out all the stops and they're going to make a very dark world in order to prop up their lie. But ultimately it will collapse. There's no question. about What, that. what is the foundation of an exist of the existence of a living man or a living womb woman? What is the foundation? It's nature. Mm. It provides everything we will ever need. And every synthetic thing you ever saw needed nature to become synthetic because it, too, came from nature. It was just an aberration. 
And so if you boil down to like, sometimes these problems we face seem too big to work out. What I do is I simplify them, simplify them, keep fractioning it down until it is simple enough to answer and then work my way back up. So one of the big ideas is what is it foundationally to be here? What is my foundation as a living man? It's nature. And above that, what's the next foundation? Night and day. And above that, what's the next foundation? Seasons. So now you start to realize something about the luminaries above your head, the one for the daytime, the one for the nighttime. And you begin to get a better sense of things because if I asked you, and only you can answer this, is that there, what we call the earth, is it alive? Is it a living consciousness? And if you answer yes to that, then I would ask you, how in the hell do you look up at the sun, the moon, the so-called planets, luminaries, and think they're any different? It's all consciousness. It's all alive. All of it. And we've been fooled into this materialistic view, which is a Fugazi knockoff of reality. And it keeps us basically retarded, governed, basically. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. I got three more questions and then we'll wrap it up. All right. Is that cool? I'm all good. Okay. Awesome. All right. So, uh, kind of just a follow up to that last question. So what, and I kind of, you already alluded to your answer, but I was wondering if you could just give it any advice for anybody. How can we ascend above the noise, confusion and divisiveness of our current state, like self-care? Like how can we maintain our sanity in these turbulent times? You have to realize some basic things and we've talked about them. When the Buddha tried to describe a way to communicate that we were all connected, was he right? If he was right, do you live your life knowing that? Or for that matter, do you have enemies? Do you fall for the S and them? Well, I like the San Diego Chargers or the LA Chargers and you like some other team. So me and you, it's us and them. Well, I'm a Republican and you're a Democrat. Divide, divide, divide. Can you think of the person you like least in the world and imagine yourself going up to them, kissing them on the cheek and hugging them? And I'm betting that probably you can't and until you can actually do that you got a problem because dividing is conquering and we have been divided for lord knows how long have we been divided it's the nazis and the americans and the japanese and the russians and the communists and the football teams it's all of it constantly dividing us getting us to forget that if someone gets hurt it hurts them just as badly as it does you there's the truth of the matter of what the Buddha was trying to teach. Yeah. And, 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 you know, there's, that's actually a meditative practice right there, like projecting love onto your enemy or someone that you have ill regard for. Like, and isn't that called meta M E T T A ironically meta well, there, there, described as exactly. There's a logic to it too, though. Cause if I said I hate oil pollution and then I went and poured some oil out, wouldn't I be contributing to the oil pollution? I claimed I hated well, hate and division are no different. I hate violence, but this guy's doing violence, so I'm going to punch him in the nose. Mm -hmm. So what I have done is propagated more violence into the world to stop the violence I claimed I didn't like in the first place. And humans are so easily tricked into this little trap. Uh, if you don't like violence, then don't be violent. It's pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. Don't exactly. contribute. Don't contribute. Um, is there any evidence of free will throughout the universe besides humans? I don't think so. Um, you know, years ago, I was I quit all my jobs. My wife and I didn't know how we were going to pay our rent. 
and I set up my telescope and said, I just don't care. I'll never work for another corporation. And I filmed day and night for about five years. Somewhere during the latter half portion of that, I had taken the telescope down where I set it up every night and I noticed the tree and I remembered what it was when we first started setting up. And I realized I had an epiphany all at once. I realized every day I came out, I set up, I filmed and every day that tree was growing. And then I began to review myself and people in my family. I knew people in my family who had not changed their so-called religious ideas or anything else, their values in 40 years. And I realized that the tree was showing us the truth of it. So where I am now, I pray to God is not where I will be tomorrow. And I pray to God with all my heart a year from now, it will not be where I am. And I pray to God that the only time that will ever stop is when I am adjacent to gold and there's no need anymore. So the ideas here are all based on the natural world. And this is what we've left behind for the materialism, which blinds us and the kind of soul selling, not that you can sell your soul. You can't sell your soul but it's a term that people appreciate as a serious a serious matter that's what's coming 20 years ago we would have been shocked that the price of gasoline has gone way too high but we would have been dumbfounded to realize that you had to cover your spirit and stay a grave's length between everyone Mm. six feet you think that's random Mm -hmm. this is a death-based system and we used to know that our breath was our spirit. We don't know this in the modern age. I, we People who do know it have to go out and say it over and over and over so people realize what's being lost when you veil your spirit. The creator granted you that breath. That is your spirit. If you're putting a mask on it, you are veiling what the creator granted to you as spirit. That's how dark and evil what's going on is. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I got one more question, and this is just uh, one of my personal questions. And I was just curious, since you first came on the scene with your powerful lunar wave footage, which I hope everybody goes and checks out, shoot the moon, so you can guys actually see what it is we're talking about. Have you had any more updates since then? Do you have any new revelations or anything that you can tell us about uh, the phenomenon of lunar waves or anything else that you want to draw our attention to regarding that? So I don't remember how it got the name. I don't remember if I said it to try to describe it. I don't remember if other people said it and it stuck. But if I had it to do today, I would not call it a lunar wave. Okay. I would call it a firmament wave. Ooh. The reason I would call it a firmament wave is because, I don't know, some years after lunar the moon had been filmed with waves all these times, Jupiter and Saturn were filmed, mm. which tells me that certainly the wave can be seen across the ecliptic minimal, minimally or the, the path of the, the so-called planets and, and the sun. So that's the first thing. The second thing is back then I was convinced it had to do with the equinoxes and the way it got filmed by chance supported that idea. I don't think that's true at all. Uh, I think what's most likely and proven this is not easy. I can't prove it. Not yet is that you're looking at a ripple through the firmament and that space is better described as a liquid, which I think I announced in 2016 in terms of other things, there is almost nothing that I view in the same way from the time I shot the lunar wave to now. Everything has changed constantly to where I recognize when I look up, I'm looking at consciousness. Mm. Um, I'm looking at life. I'm looking at a network 
of living things that is all connected together. When we do something, it echoes out through all the creation or vice versa. Um, and we have to get back. And the problem is, is that I also came to the conclusion that religion is spirituality gone wrong. Uh, and if you say that to people, they get upset because they think it's like when I said belief is the enemy of knowing. People want to fight. It's not about your religion. You believe you do whatever you want. It's your life. Yeah. I'm not I'm not the boss of whatever you want to do. But I said belief is the enemy of knowing because look how much damage the belief is causing. Mm -hmm. The news said this. I believe it. My pastor, the man in black, hint, 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 said this. I believe it. Spirituality requires no intercessor. You are surrounded with life and consciousness. There is no time when you can't stop and communicate or pray or whatever you'd like to call it. But what religion is, is foul to the core. I was speaking with Fortune and he said, did you know that there are really no real churches or mosques anymore? And I said, well, how do you figure that Fortune? He said, because it is against religious doctrine to close a mosque at any time for any reason and they close for COVID. Mm. And we all saw the churches do it, too, when they were needed the most, when our spirit was under attack, the very places tasked with defending and teaching our spirit closed its damn doors. And why did they do it? Because they are, in fact, the talking dead. They are a corpse oration. Mm -hmm. They're a non-living entity that has been given the rights of a person and it's foul to the core. To the point where I would state one of the biggest problems we have had to face in the modern age is corporation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, who knows how long it's like, again, it's it's an affront to nature and hopefully they won't stand and we can just enter a level of human prosperity, the likes of which we have never, ever experienced before. So, wow. Crow, well, thank you so much, man, for joining me today. It's truly an honor. This is a fantastic discussion. I'm really excited about this. Can you please tell the listeners where they can go follow and support you? Um, the, the main game in town because of censorship is just my website. It's crow777radio.com, C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com. Um, <clears throat> if you're a member, you get the full two hours. You can always get the first hour free. There's comments under every episode for membership, and there's a full blown out form that's taken on every topic known to man just about, but... The latest new thing is if you're logged in as a member, you can watch Shoot the Moon any old time you want. And um, if you haven't seen it, put it this way. You see all these UFO shows on television? Mm -hmm. Well, back in 2013, they were calling me and they wanted me to go do a screen test in L.A. to start a, a UFO show about uh, based what I did. And I looked at the contract and I laughed at them. And I said, no serious researcher would ever sign this piece of crap. And they told me two things. First thing they said is, you'd be surprised who will sign this contract. Mm -hmm. And the second thing they said, that's not even the real contract. That's just for the screen test. And I told them to get lost. They came back a year later. I think it was Prometheus Productions. And they wanted to license my footage. And they even tried to do me in on that, too. They offered like $45 a second or something. But as I read carefully, what they were trying to do is... They could rerun that second over. If I gave them three seconds, they could put it on for an hour and just loop it and have paid 45 times three for that footage. And they didn't want the lunar wave of all things. That was the other thing. If if you were here for interesting footing, would, wouldn't 
wouldn't the shooting orb, wouldn't the lunar wave be near the top or the exploding orb? Well, wouldn't these things, that's not what they wanted. They wanted the little moon, black things going over the moon. But anyhow, we were trying to close up shop and now I'm rambling. No, that's great, man. I, I love it. Oh, I guess so. If I wanted to go observe this uh, firmament pulse, is that what you said? Firmament pulse? I would call it a firmament wave. It's always wait, two waves. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I wanted to observe it, when would be the best likely time that I could be able to go See, out? See, this is the problem. I used to think that equinoxes, I think it's okay. any old time. I okay. think, it, and, and I think if you're going to do it, you, you know, if you put five, six, seven, eight hours in a night, yeah, eventually you're going to get it. Because okay. everybody does that puts in that kind of time. If you you might get lucky, who knows? Pray, okay. ask for guidance. Maybe you can do it in five minutes. I mean, it's possible, but you need a luminary, and the moon is the biggest luminary you can. As a matter of fact, I would not be surprised if you could easily film it over the sun. You just need the right camera tools to point at the sun. Yeah, absolutely, awesome. Well, fact, I'm sure you could. Sure you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crow, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. And just everything you just described right there, like like being being face to face with the beast and walking away. Like I think I feel like that's why you have so much credibility because you know you're the real deal. And you know, a lot of people look up to you and your information is so legit and powerful and and eye-opening and and compelling and just thought inspiring. And I just can't thank you enough for joining me today. So thank you very much. And everybody, crow triple triple seven radio.com for more and please please go subscribe and check out his shows if you haven't already i don't know what you're doing so all right thanks crow i appreciate thanks you man. so much my friend thank you Best all right, wishes. have a great day bye-bye bye-bye